Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1, which reads, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. Without love, a Christian becomes spiritually empty and sometimes obnoxious. Doing things that look spiritual or that make you feel good about yourself but are not motivated by love are of no value to the body of Christ. Please listen to today's slice of this week's message entitled, Empty, Obnoxious, Loser, Quote-Unquote Christian. In, in this case, I want to say uh, to my charismatic friends, this is not charismatic bashing. I do not deny the reality and the sincerity of the faith of charismatic believers in Christ. I do not uh, deny the reality and the sincerity of your experiences with what you call tongues. But from biblical exegesis and from linguistic analysis, I have to say that what is called tongues today is actually the phenomenon known as ecstatic speech, not the supernatural biblical gift of speaking in languages unlearned by the speaker. We have to say that nothing being practiced today matches the spiritual gift of tongues. So the burden of proof is on somebody who says, this is a work of God. Well, it has to come from the Scriptures. And we're going to see from later statements in 1 Corinthians, the gift of tongues has ceased. Oh yeah, that's in the chapter we're starting today. And we'll see that it had a very important but very specific time-limited purpose, and that purpose was accomplished long ago. So, at best, and this is still my pastoral comment, at best, the modern so-called gift of tongues is harmless. I don't think it makes anyone more spiritual. I don't think it deepens anyone's understanding of Scripture, but uh, it, it, it just doesn't have anything to do with the biblical purpose of tongues. Some people associate it with uh, good feelings and a sense of devotion to prayer. I'm all for feeling good. I'm all for being devoted to prayer. I'm just not sure that, that, helps, that that's helpful. Now, at worst, on the other end of, an ex- of a spectrum, you might call it in the extreme, modern tongues can be harmful. Why do I say that? Well, it usually goes hand-in-hand with experience-oriented thinking and interpreting of Scripture. Usually goes hand-in-hand with some shallow and sometimes very shoddy doctrine. It also can divert concentration away from the Word of God and move people toward introspection and trying to find truth from uh, within themselves. Uh, It also can become divisive. It can, and this is, again, not true of everyone who uh, believes differently on this, but it can foster uh, defining spirituality and maturity in such a way that some Christians are made to feel inferior uh, 
I, I have had a couple of conversations with people about the whole idea of uh, a group that would call themselves the Full Gospel. There's a Full Gospel Businessmen's Association, or there used to be. Uh, that's, a, that, that's a divisive name. It is telling people, you don't have the full gospel. And I, I take exception to that. And it is often accompanied with, and I've mentioned this before, this is not true of most who practice this phenomenon, but it is in some groups accompanied with the false doctrine that says you don't possess the Holy Spirit until you speak in tongues, as they define it, and that directly contradicts chapter 12, which we saw on Wednesday night. All right. Now, how about a nice short sermon on 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And next time we will get to that fantastic definition of love. Uh, You'll want to be with me Wednesday night. All right, point number one, verse one, how to be spiritually obnoxious. And again, remember, there's a lot of sarcasm. There are a lot of strong words in 1 Corinthians. And uh, we have uh, three verses of such things here. Verse one again, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. Now, here's the point. No matter how gifted you are, even if you had the gift of tongues during the days of the apostles or or any other gift at any other time, he's saying, if love does not control your life, then all of your spiritual activities are obnoxious. They're noise to God rather than sweet music in His ear. There's some pretty descriptive words there. Noisy gong. That, that's the, describing a formless piece of bronze that made a clattering noise when it was struck. It's, it's aggravating. It's, it, it's not musical. Or a, or a clanging cymbal. That would sound just like what you would expect. If you strike a cymbal just right, at the precise moment designed for it in uh, music of an orchestra, it can be very dramatic. But have you ever heard anybody play a cymbal solo? Uh, The first time that I preached through this passage, um, church was in a building program and we were meeting in a, a cafeteria of a middle school and it had um hard floors with that, the old uh, kind of uh, cement tile uh, stuff uh, there, you know, a really noisy room, and that plus metal chairs, it made for a really noisy room. And so what I did when I preached through this, I borrowed a cymbal, and I made sure that when we got to this point, I bumped it off the table and let it land on the cement. Is that vivid enough for you? And I, and I promise I, I won't do it here. Besides, on the carpet, it wouldn't sound all that lousy. Now, Paul didn't just make up those two analogies. He didn't just look for words that would describe something disgusting. He said noisy gong or clanging cymbal, but where did he get those things? Well, it happens that two of the false gods worshipped in Corinth were called Sibyl, or Sibyl, I'm not sure how they pronounced it, C-Y-B-E-L-E, and Dionysius. The false worship in both of their temples included... Speaking in ecstatic speech, in other words, non-linguistic babbling, and it was accompanied by clanging cymbals, smashing gongs, and blaring trumpets. 
Now, a lot of the people in the church at Corinth would have known of them. That's why Paul had them in mind when he wrote the sentence that we call verse 1. That's how to be spiritually obnoxious, do things without love, and it's like those noisy, noisy things that you associate with false worship, he tells them. Secondly, how to be spiritually empty. Verse 2, he says, if I have the gift of prophecy, preaching, proclaiming, maybe even receiving new revelation, if I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. Now, here's another slant on the same theme. If love doesn't motivate what I do, I am spiritually obnoxious. If love doesn't motivate what I do, it's empty. Verse 2 makes it clear that Paul was not only addressing the gift of tongues. All spiritual gift, any spiritual gift, if it's used without love, it amounts to nothing of true spiritual value. Doing things that look spiritual, doing things that sound good, doing things that make you feel good about yourself. This passage gets to the heart of this. If you are not motivated by love for other people and love for Christ, love for God, love for the Word of God, if that's not your motivation, you are of no value to the body of Christ. These are strong words. I'm nothing, he says, if I'm not motivated by love. You speak well or do things that attract attention, if they're not controlled by love, it makes you of no value at the time that you're doing those things. Any person in any church doing anything at any time is dead weight to the body of Christ until love is the controlling motivation. How to be spiritually obnoxious, how to be spiritually empty. Are you depressed enough yet? Let's move on to how to be a spiritual loser. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 3, he continues, and if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned but do not have love, it profits me nothing. You could even give away your toilet paper this week, and if it's not motivated by love, if it's to make you look good, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do any good whatsoever. This is about showy, sacrificial acts. This is about cranking out good deeds by a person who is not controlled by the love of God. You know, Paul even includes here somebody willing to be martyred? Wow! It's shocking that he can mention such things and say that they can be done without love. Again, they can be done to attract attention to yourself. That shows that what a man sees and what God knows to be the condition of a person's heart, they're not always the same. Uh, there's too many situations where you hear about someone doing great things in public, great things in church, and then you hear from the family that they get in the car and scream at the family on the way back home or mistreat their children or a, or a, or a spouse. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.